the That's a Good Point podcast. Our mission to make good points while ranking a list for you. In the end, you may not agree, but you know what? If you don't like it, get your, get own, your own podcast. podcast. Get your own podcast. We will use our valuable and tried and true method of our ranking matrix or prioritizing grid. And in the end, we will share our good points and final rankings. As always, we ask for ideas on what we should do, whether that be a list to rank, maybe you got a good idea, which we have heard a lot of those from our pointers out there. Maybe it's a way to improve, maybe you want to be a guest host or know somebody that should. Well, get a hold of us on Twitter, at that's a good point one. Point! No T at the end of point. Today, we're going to be ranking for you the worst number one overall draft picks. So they have these drafts, guys, when people go pro. These pro teams draft players. This is not the military draft? Not the military draft. Okay, okay. So who's the worst overall number one pick? And now, we're saving it. We're going to stick to NFL, NBA. Because, first of all, NHL is about hockey. So not that one. Also, Major League Baseball, if you think about it, it's it's tougher to come up with maybe a number one list of great players. Like Chipper Jones, A-Rod, Ken Griffey Jr., Daryl Strawberry. But not a, a ton of others. I mean... Uh, I was just looking this up earlier. Mickey Moniak. You guys heard of Mickey Moniak? Not yet. Not yet. He was the 2016, which sounds like a long time ago, number one pick. He made his debut last year during COVID. He's probably going to be on the opening day roster for the Phillies. He may end up being a great player, but by that point, who remembers that he was the number one overall pick? So, sure. And um, when you've got thousands of rounds in a draft right. like baseball does, yeah, you lose track. Yeah, and it's just judged differently because they're not going to make that immediate impact or rarely make an immediate impact. So we save this for NBA and NFL. Uh, not making our list today. They appear in quite a few quote-unquote bust lists, draft busts. And remember, these are only number one overall picks, so you're not going to see Ryan Leaf because he was number two. Number two pick. Number two. He definitely was number two. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, Anyway, on the bus list, but not on our list, Kent Benson. Guys heard of Kent Benson? Yes. Indiana Hoosiers. Indiana Hoosiers. Last last undefeated team. Undefeated team. Until? By the time this gets released, maybe there'll be another one, because we're recording early. It's very possible. Very possible. So get back to us if they're not. At this point, with all the brackets busted, let's just get them out, too. Yeah, Let's make it a total... Mess. Yeah, he didn't make it. He did play eleven seasons: Milwaukee, Detroit, Utah, Cleveland. He averaged close to ten points and six rebounds. He played almost seven hundred games. And if you look for me, if it's a bust, you look at like who else got drafted here that, that they missed out on. The Hall of Famers in that draft: Bernard King and Jack Sikma. They're Hall of Famers, great players. But do you ever like think who's one of the greatest NBA players and think of Jack Sikma and Bernard King? He did get that up and under move perfected. Maybe yeah. Bernard move. King, but not the other guys. Yeah, so, and yeah. Cedric Maxwell drafted after him, uh, which you know, big fan of the Cornbread '81 Finals MVP yeah. drafted yeah. after him. But yeah, didn't make our list. Also, not making our list, Joe Barry Carroll. Some nicknames for him: Joe, Joe Barry. barely cares. Yeah, Joe barely cares. Um, uh, Iowa fans are familiar with Joe Barry Carroll because he was played in the 1980, was it 79 or 80 Final Four when Iowa and Lou Dolson made it there. 1980. Ronnie and, Lester, last time. Yep, Ronnie Lester was there. But Joe Barry Carroll's on the Purdue team that beat them in the uh, consolation game back when they still had that. But Joe Barry Carroll averaged 19 points and 9 rebounds as a rookie. He scored. He had a game, his game high is 46 points. Um, had some he, good seasons. He was NBA All-Rookie team. He played in an NBA All-Star game. Uh, I think he gets a bad rap because of his nicknames, because it seemed like he didn't care, maybe he didn't live up to the number one thing. But he was traded for Robert Parrish. The Chief. The Chief. And he was ra- tra- traded for a draft pick. That draft pick. Kevin know, McHale. Kevin, Kevin McHale. McHale. And so like people, a lot of people think, like, oh, my goodness, this guy got traded for Robert Parrish and Kevin McHale. He's not that. Not that level. So, um, didn't make our list. Also not making our list, Purvis Ellison. Never nervous, Purvis. Never nervous. Played for Louisville. He was on a national championship team. Yeah, 1986. Yeah. I like think 86, yeah. He beat Duke back when Coach K was just a young whippersnapper. That's right. Um, but he was drafted 89, number one. But you look at the 89 draft, um, Glenn Rice, Tim Hardaway, B.J. Armstrong was in the 89 draft. Yep. Right on. 
drafted after him. The only Hall of Famer in there, I think, is Vlade Divac. And at that point, like drafting European players was kind of risky. So to say that like they should have drafted Vlade before him, I don't think at the time would have worked. Greg Oden did not make our list. Are we going to talk about Greg Oden? Because he he, talk- he was debated a little bit in pre-production here on whether or not he should have been. Um, just guess depends on how you look at it. I, you know, you could make the argument that the injuries he sustained and being injury prone definitely made him a bust. Um, or you could look at it well. You know, when he did play, he played kind of okay. You yeah. know, and and wasn't terrible. But yeah, he was drafted by Portland first. Um, and I think Kevin Durant was the one right behind him. So then when you look at the two uh, careers and like yeah. what could have been, definitely a difference there for sure. So Interesting fun fact, fourth pick in that draft was Mike Conley, who was a high school and college teammate yeah. at Ohio State of, of Greg Oden, still playing uh, NBA All-Star. So. Yeah. Um, he might have the biggest upside that just didn't realize it because of injury of the people that didn't make our list. Right. Yeah. All right. Those are the NBA guys that didn't make our list. Some NFL guys that didn't make our list. One you probably never heard of, Terry Baker. He was the number one pick in the 1963 NFL. Fun fact for this guy, he's the only person that's ever played in a Final Four because he played basketball at Oregon State and won the Heisman Trophy. Well, that's interesting. So he's a Heisman Trophy winner, played on their basketball team when they made the Final Four, drafted number one overall. He only played 18 games, only started in four. His... Career totals, 154 passing yards, zero touchdowns, four interceptions. He's kind of like Charlie Ward. Yeah, and he was drafted ahead of six Hall of Famers. Now, granted, in, in 1963, there were 20 rounds in the NFL draft. Now, there was like, it's like baseball. There was like eight teams, maybe four. I don't remember. The Packers, the Bears, and whoever drafted Terry Baker. I don't remember what it was. But anyway, pro football just wasn't a big deal back then, so you don't hear about Terry Baker. But, I mean, I think... He's a pretty big bust yeah. if, you, if you look at those those numbers. Uh, Kenneth Sims, number one pick in the 82 draft. Um, he didn't make the final cut because if you look at the 82 draft, just not a lot in there. I mean, Marcus. What position? I don't, I'm not familiar He's a defensive with end. Sims. Defensive end. Um, but, I know Billy Sims. <laughs> not related, I don't think. Mar- okay. Marcus Allen was drafted in 82. Andre Tippett. Iowa. Iowa Hawkeyes. And then, uh, fun fact of the 82 draft, both. Um, Gary Anderson and Morton Anderson both drafted. The fighting Andersons. Yeah. And it was still 12 rounds back then. But, you know, he didn't have a very successful career, but there just wasn't a lot drafted after him, I don't think. Huh. I had never heard of him. Yeah. The more you know. Steve Emptman, the number one pick in the 1992 NFL draft out of Washington, did not make our list. And I do think... But when we get done and we have our lucky charms of our of our list, I think maybe this is a guy that we'll look back and say you could have ranked ahead of some of these guys. But his career, he was marred by injuries. He's a Greg Oden type story. He finished each of his first three seasons. He's drafted by the Colts. Each of those three seasons, he ended on the injured reserve list. Nine games into his rookie year, he blew out his left knee. Next season, he tore his patellar tendon. At the time he tore his patellar tendon, by the way, that injury had occurred in the NFL a few times and no one had ever actually recovered and played again. Okay. So he is actually the first player to ever have a torn patellar tendon and then play again in the NFL. Right on. So And now I think that's not that uncommon of right. an injury. Yeah, I, I think with a, that's true of a lot probably yep. true of a lot of a lot of things here. Uh 94 he came back and in the second quarter he ruptured a disc in his neck. He actually continued to play even though he couldn't feel his hands from the nerve damage. And he played about three more weeks before he just like couldn't walk or do anything and had to sit out. And um, no, but here's one thing about him: that '92 draft, zero Hall of Famers. Probably the most recognizable name drafted after him is Desmond Howard. Okay. Who I think you could argue was a draft bust in terms of how he turned out. I mean, he was a Super Bowl MVP, and everybody recognizes the name, but. Not a necessarily a great NFL player, and so I, that's why I think Emptman probably doesn't make our list, is because was he really that big of a bust when everybody after him? Everyone else was bad too. Yeah, <laughs> a lot to choose from there. Yeah. Right. Another guy that didn't make our list is uh, Kajana Carter. You remember Kajana Carter? It was that great uh, video of him running for that long touchdown in the Rose Bowl, mm-hmm. where it was like the head-on shot of him. That's what I remember the most about Kajana Carter. Played at Penn State. Um, he tore a ligament in his knee on the third carry 
of his first preseason game, drafted by the Bengals in, in 95, and then basically never recovered. He played for the Bengals from like 96 to 99, then took a year off, came back for the Redskins, took a year off, played for the Saints. He played in almost 60 games, starting a few of them. He had like 11, like he had a decent season worth of stats, but in <laughs> in, whole, in, 60 ga- in 60 games where he had like 1,100 rushing yards, 20 touchdowns. Um, he had 67 receptions. Uh, I think part of what makes him a big bust is that, first of all, it's the Bengals, and this is right about the time the Bengals really... They're pretty good at picking bad players. Yeah, really nosediving. He signed at the time what was a record contract, and people were like, oh my God, I can't believe they gave this guy this much money, and then he turned out to be injury prone. In that draft, here's who, who was drafted after him. Irv, have you heard of the Warren Sapp and Derek Brooks? Yeah, uh, maybe, yeah. Yeah, well, both Hall of Famers. Really? Teammates drafted after him in that. Huh. Ty Law, you guys heard him. And then John Carr's running back. Curtis Martin and Terrell Davis were running backs they taken out okay. after oh, no him. Way. Yep. Uh, you've heard probably heard of Steve McNair, Kerry Collins. Yep. Those guys were drafted after him. Antonio Freeman, the Packers. So receiver. you're saying the Bengals had a lot of different yeah. directions to go. Uh, Tony Baselli, I was kind of surprised, was not a Hall of Famer. Great lineman for really? the Jaguars. He's not in the Hall hmm. of Fame. I think he should be. I don't. Uh, there's my vote. Uh, NFL Hall of Fame. I know there's a lot of guys from the NFL Hall of Fame that listen to our podcast. Yeah, they. Check in they check in, so hey, put my vote down for Tony Baselli. Check him off the, the list there. Um, and then this one was tough, I think, for us to take off the list, but Tim Couch did not make our list. What do you guys think of Tim Couch? Uh, I don't remember a ton other than he played for the Browns. Kentucky, right? Kentucky, yep. Big quarterback at Kentucky. Um, I, did, I just don't remember much about his career, so... You know, he had a, it looked like a couple good seasons, a couple okay seasons, yeah. but nothing really to write home about. Not a first-round pick. Well, if you remember, the Browns left and became the Ravens. So in 99, the Browns were actually an expansion team, and he was the first pick ever by what is the current iteration of the Browns. Um, he took over a starter in his second game and was the starting quarterback for most of the five seasons. There was a few quarterback countries in there. Like, with, was it Kelly Holcomb, I think, was the... Guy the Browns started. He did, you know, the Browns just made the playoffs this past season, but the only other time that version of the Browns ever made the playoffs was when Tim Couch led them there. Um, He did break his leg and didn't get to play. So, just, he's not a terrible player. Probably bad number one overall pick. Yeah, not a a number one guy. I think worthy of the bust label, but in my mind just not, doesn't make our list as we talk about these other guys. Um, Two Hall of Famers were drafted after him, Edron James and Champ Bailey. So, and as far as quarterbacks, you probably heard of Donovan McNabb and Dante Culpepper. Time or two. Yeah, they were taken after him. So, could have gone with those guys, Browns. But anyway, our list today took us a while to get to, but here's our list in no particular order. Number one, LaRue Martin. Number two, Michael Olawakandi. Number three, Kwame Brown. Number four, Anthony Bennett. All of those are NBA players. Number five, Andre Bruce. Number six, Courtney Brown. And number seven, Jamarcus Russell. Those three are NFL players. Uh, is this the first time we've ever done a list where it's been kind of cross sports? I think it might be. Is this the, our first multi-sport list? I did not do that research beforehand. I mean, That's short of question. like maybe, and we haven't done coaches, have we? So no, we we did do sports announcers, right? Yeah, and they announced is... multiple sports, but we didn't do athletes. Yeah, I don't think we've done an athlete one. Well, I no. Unless you consider our thirty for thirties when you talk about documentaries yeah. across sports, but... but yeah, we haven't tried to compare careers right. of no. people in different sports. We're going to be com- interesting. We're going to be comparing Kwame Brown to Courtney Brown here. So the NBA, Brown NFL, brothers. the Brown, the Brown. What can Brown do for you? Anyway, first up is Larue Martin versus Michael Olawakandi. LaRue Martin played for Loyola Chicago, which, you know, that's in the news. March Madness, they're a good team. Um, His rookie year, here are his stats, fellas. Four and a half points, four and a half rebounds in 77 games. Does that sound good to you? Yeah. Yeah. It sounds all right. Like, I would love to average that in the NBA, but I'm not if I'm the number one pick. Yeah. Um, Four NBA seasons, his career totals, 5.3 points, 4.6 rebounds. He averaged about 15 minutes a game. So here's probably some problems. He was drafted ahead of Bob McAdoo in the Hall of Fame. 
and Julius Irving. No uh, relation to me, by the way. Right, and, and Paul Westfall. <laughs> by the way, Julius Irving, they call him Dr. J. He's never attained a medical degree or a Ph.D. Huh. I just found that out That's earlier. Kind of. Yeah. A little misleading. Yeah. I think he'd get an honorary one. Right. Probably should. They, they do say there was some controversy about the 1972 NBA draft. At the time, there was the ABA. Was that the American American Basketball, American Basketball Association? Association. Blue Ball. And they held a draft. And it was pretty well agreed upon that Bob McAdoo was the best player out, coming out of college and out of North Carolina. Let's take Bob McAdoo. But they it was rumored that he'd already signed with the ABA team, which he had not. And so... Uh, they avoided the tra- Trailblazers that were drafted him. Ended up just avoiding Bob McAdoo for that that team. Um, so anyway, that's Larue Martin, and he's going to take on Michael Olawakandi. Michael Olawakandi went to Pacific. Is it even a university? Or is it Pacific College? I don't, uh, I don't know. I'm not even sure. It's in the West Coast Conference. Yeah. And during his rookie season, he averaged nine points and eight rebounds in 45 games. And at 45 games doesn't sound like a lot, but that was a lockout year, the '99 season there. Um, he played for the Clippers, and then after that season, which, you know, that's not a terrible year, but for number one draft pick, you wonder, eh, what's... But he had his first of many knee surgeries, is what I was trying to say. Um, he averaged almost 10 points and 8 rebounds in 323 games, played with the Clippers over five seasons. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar actually worked with him in the offseason... Went to be uh, assistant coach with the Clippers. Said he was talented, but uncoachable, and just talked about how he was not willing to take criticism and not work hard in practice. He ended up playing for the T Wolves and the Celtics, and eventually just kind of petered out. But he averaged eight point three points and six point six rebounds for his career over about ten seasons. Those aren't terrible numbers, but when you're the number one overall pick, you want that higher, and then. Here's what, what gets it for me. Drafted after him. You guys have heard of Vince Carter? Uh, yeah. Uh, Paul, Pier- Paul Pierce? <laughs> huh? The truth. Dirk Nowitzki. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All those guys are probably Hall of Famers, I'm guessing. And then you've got Anton Jameson, Richard Lewis, also all-stars sure. drafted after the sure. So, So we got LaRue versus Michael Olawakandi. I'm up first in the voting, fellas, and I'm just going to talk about, I don't know a lot about LaRue Martin. Hadn't really heard of him until I started researching this. But as far as I know, there was no injury thing involved here. Whereas with Michael Olawakandi, there were some injuries involved. He was actually a better player on a worse team. I'm going to vote LaRue. John, what do you think? Um, I'm going to vote. I'd never heard of LaRue Martin until about a half hour ago. (laughs) Um, But I've done some Googling on the Google machine here. Sure. And I am going to go with LaRue Martin mostly because he only made it through four seasons in the NBA, only averaged over five points a game one time, where at least Michael Oluwakandi had a fairly long career. He played 500 games in the league, averaged double figures a couple times, almost three times, made a decent career out of it. Um, So I'm going to say LaRue Martin, probably the higher underachiever. Yeah, make it a sweep. Make it a sweep. LaRue takes it. Next up, LaRue is going to take on Kwame Brown. Kwame Brown was the first pick in the 2001 draft. He's actually the first ever high school player to be taken straight out of high school, number one overall. And that's never worked out. I mean, I don't think ever has never worked out. No, I don't think I can't think of anybody drafting number one out of high school that's that's ever been any good. No. Yeah, so just don't do it, guys. Well, you can't do it anymore anyway. No, too late. There was a guy, I think, from... Ohio. He's from Ohio. Cleveland, yeah, or Akron, Ohio, I think Uh, he's from originally. And the the Cavs drafted him, and... (laughs) Yeah. He didn't have a great career, but it was was okay. Well, here's the thing. I, I know what you're talking about. He's an old son of a gun. He's still playing. Yeah, still yeah. trying to make it work. Yeah. Yeah, but... It's like, just retired. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, old Kwame in his rookie year, he averaged four and a half points, three and a half rebounds a game. But once again, he was 19 years old, so the Wizards are like, hey, he's got potential. His second season, he saw a lot of action. He started 20 games, started playing better. Did he play basketball, too? Yep. <laughs> his third season, he became a starter, and he had... 
Averaged 10.9 points and 7.4 rebounds. Once again, pretty good stats. Not great for a number one overall pick. But at the time, it's his third season. The dude's 22 years old. Like we that now they draft guys after one year out of college and think let's you know let's develop them or whatever. So I don't know what's going on with this guy. But I think what did him in after four seasons, he was traded to the Lakers. In the 06 playoffs, he actually was their starting center. He played well during the playoffs. He averaged 12 points, eight boards. Um, so good, I think good career, just not number one overall material maybe. Mm-hmm. Drafted after him, by the way, Tyson Chandler, Pau Gasol, Tony Parker. I think Gasol and Parker are probably Hall of Famers, aren't they? Or are they definite Hall of Famers? What I would you? think so. I would think so. I think so. Um, Joe Johnson, Zach Randolph, Gilbert Arenas, who was his teammate. And then the best player drafted that year was a guy named Jamal Tinsley, uh, hmm. who'd go on to play quite a few years. But uh, John, you're, you go first in this one. LaRue Martin and Kwame Brown, what do you think? Um, similar uh, look at things like... Kwame Brown and Olo Candy, their uh, career numbers are not LaRue, too far right. off each other. Right. Um, You're, you know we're going to LaRue, though, right? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I do. Um, but I'm just going back to my oh, to the previous part, yeah. point of the that I was the argument I was making between sure. LaRue Martin and Olo Candy. So because of the fact that Brown and Olo Candy numbers are pretty similar, I'm going to once again go with LaRue Martin. Um, yeah, I think for me, I'm going to also go with LaRue. I, even though Kwame Brown's, you know, stories of him being kind of a little bit mistreated by none other than Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, great player, uh, maybe not always a great uh, executive or whatever, uh, drafting somebody, you know, picking Kwame Brown. Um, those are stories of legend a little bit. But, I mean, he had a longer career, so I think Kwame Brown is not as bad as LaRue Martin in that regard. Just right. that he did work out for a little longer anyway. I, too, will go with LaRue, make it a sweep. Here's a guy that a lot of people haven't heard of till they started listening to this. Sure. That is, yep. uh, <laughs> that is a terrible draft pick. Mm-hmm. Next up, though, I think we got a challenge for LaRue here. 2013, Anthony Bennett taken first overall by the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, fun fact about him, first ever Canadian drafted first overall. But he played... Correct me if I'm wrong. One year with the Cavs. Yep. Yep. Ended up getting. Did he get traded to the Timberwolves? Uh, let me do a little. One looking. season there. Played one season with the Raptors, which they were really. I remember the Raptors being excited to get him because that's where he's from. Sure. Canadian guy. Let's go to the Raptors. He actually requested to get, like, put down in their G League uh, at the was it G League or D League at the time? I forget. And. They said, yeah, yeah, you can definitely go there because you're not playing real well. Right. And then did he play played for one more team maybe? We had a three-team three trade. Okay. So he was traded by the Cavaliers with Andrew Wiggins to the Timberwolves. The Cavaliers traded a 2016 first-round pick, which became somebody I've never heard of. <laughs> Timote Luau Cabarro. You've never heard of it? <laughs> Um, doesn't know anything about basketball. <laughs> to the Sixers, uh, and then Minnesota traded Kevin Love to the Cavs. That worked out. And they traded Luke Emba Amute, sure, uh, from UCLA. Yep. And Alexei Shved to the Sixers. All right. And then the Sixers traded Thaddeus Young to the Wolves. So there's a lot of trading going on there. <laughs> That's yeah, a mess. But yeah, that was part of a trade. And then he was waived by Minnesota. Signed the contract with Toronto. Um, waived by Toronto. Signed the contract with Brooklyn. Waived by Brooklyn. Signed a contract with Phoenix. Waived by Phoenix. Signed a contract with Houston and was quickly waived by the Rockets. Right. Here's my only hesitation with Anthony Bennett. Dude's 28 years old right now as we record this. I, I don't. We kind of looked it up. I don't think he's playing anymore. But it... Wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility for him to come back and be a useful player. Right. He he will be a bust. I mean, I can't. He's not going to come back and be an all star. But if he were to come back and be a role player on the Lakers, and the Lakers win a couple right. more championships, and people have heard him go, "Oh, there's Anthony Bennett," he moves up this this list as far as worst. But if you look at it, he and Larue both averaged four point four points in their career. Larue averaged one more rebound a game. Played about a hundred more games than Anthony Bennett, so that's going to factor into mind. But Irv, you lead us off here. This is so, Rue Martin versus Anthony. I'm going to say this: like 
in doing some research on Anthony Bennett, he was not even expected to be the number one pick. That's true. Like, it was just sort of like a head scratcher. Like, why did Cleveland go with him first? So that could make give credence to the argument, like, maybe he is one of the worst number one draft picks. Like, okay, what were they thinking? They got why are they even wrong. taking him? Why are they even Which taking isn't necessarily an indictment on Anthony Bennett. It's no, more on right. exactly. the so, Cavs. But what I'm going to go with is a little bit what Dion was pointing at is the concrete finality of LaRue Martin's done. We know that. I mean, he's he long done. You know what I sure. mean? Anthony Bennett, you're right. I mean, in theory. In theory, could come back. <laughs> is it going to happen? Most likely, probably no, not. Yeah, right, right. Okay, but being that they have similar stat lines, I think I'm just going to go with the finality of it. I've still got to go with Larue Martin here. Sure, I I would point out, you know, once again, Larue Martin was drafted ahead of Bob McAdoo and Doctor J. Oh but, yeah, that was the other. Thing. Go ahead. You, yeah, you Anthony was Bennett say. was drafted ahead of Otto Porter and Cody Zeller. Now he was drafted ahead of Victor Oladipo, who was. Obviously, and not going to be Dr. J. Right, not going to be Dr. J. And jury's still out. And once again, I went back to Vlade Divac, foreign player. So there's a guy from Greece drafted in the fit with the 15th pick of this draft named Giannis Antetokounmpo. You guys ever heard of him? Oh, I believe it's pronounced Giannis Antetokounmpo. Okay. Oh. He sounds like kind of a freak. Greek freak. Oh, a Greek freak. <laughs> Interesting. Yes. All right, yeah, so... He definitely has probably worked out and will and will end up being a much better player than Anthony Bennett. But once again, like there was not a lot in the 2013 NBA draft, and I, I remember that at the time of this draft, people said as much as like, "Listen, I think Anthony Bennett might go first, but if you're the Cavs, what the heck else are you going to take?" I mean, mm-hmm. you can go through this list and talk about draft busts, and there's quite a few in, in here. So, um, but to create a tie, because we haven't had any drama yet, John, I'm going to go ahead and vote for. Anthony Bennett. Okay. And and put the pressure on you to choose between Anthony and LaRue. So, yeah, like you said, the stats, pretty close. They both played four seasons in the league. Um, for me, the thing that kind of puts it over the top is Anthony Bennett played for four teams in four years. Yeah. So he clearly either wasn't well-liked by his teammates, by front office. There was something else going on there. Because even if you're not having a great season... They have questioned his love of the game. Yeah, if if you're a number one pick, someone's going to take a chance on developing you a little bit unless there's some of that other stuff going on. So something tells me that... There was something going on there that he was not going to make it. So you don't have a lot of confidence in the comeback. I, I, I'm I giving it a 0.0% chance that he's going to be back in the NBA. Ooh, never say never. All right, Could he find his way back onto whatever the name of that team was I was looking at before in Europe? The, sure. The Fabergé eggs. But being that he went to Europe, came back, played in the G League, and last Two, that was in 2019, and we haven't seen anything from him since. I think Anthony is uh, he's on to, to better things. All right, he will take the things. victory then. All right, we have our first cross-sport matchup. We're going to take LaRue Martin oh, boy. versus Andre Bruce. So now we're into NFL picks. Bruce was the first pick in the 1988 NFL draft by the Falcons. Um, he started only 42 games over 11 years. Now, 11-year career in the, in the NFL is pretty good. Sure. Oh, yeah. Um, and he was, by all signs, effective and good his rookie year. But he seemed to be one of those guys that just never tried to learn the game, got by on talent, and once other teams in the NFL figured that out, he became very ineffective. He did play for the Raiders later in his career. Um, fun fact, to this day, no other team has selected a linebacker with the number one pick. He's the last ever linebacker to go number one. Maybe this is a reason why. Yep. Uh <laughs> Drafted after him, Hall of Famers Tim Brown and Michael Irvin, who are uh, wide receivers, Randall McDaniel, Thurman Thomas, and then Dermonte Dawson. Falcons must have just been loaded up at those other positions. Yeah. Uh, Sterling Sharp, who probably could be a Hall of Famer, was drafted after him by the Packers. I'm really surprised he's not. Yeah, linebackers. So he was a linebacker. Here's some linebackers drafted after him. Ken Norton Jr., Bill Romanowski, Chris Spielman. Um, and then some names you might recognize drafted after him. Icky Woods. Icky Shuffle, yeah. Benny Blades drafted after him. And so, just not a great NFL pick. Uh, once again, though, 
It's I'm up first. I'm going to go back to the LaRue Martin. Played a long time. Probably shouldn't have been the number one pick. Andre Bruce, as a college player at Auburn, was phenomenal. And there was a lot of evidence that said, yeah, take this guy, take yep. this guy. And he had the talent. And he showed that his rookie year when off of talent, he was actually an effective player. I think he had six sacks or something like it's that. It's his first two years. Yeah. Um, and he did play 11 years in the league. They actually moved into tight end where he was effective and useful. And so I'm going to go with LaRue Martin here and vote for him over Andre Bruce. John? Um, I am going to go right along with you. Um, LaRue Martin, for many of the same reasons you gave, Andre Bruce, longer career, was fairly effective, very, really pretty good his first two seasons. Never really started after that, but he still had a couple seasons where he was probably like the fourth or fifth linebacker on the Raiders or the Falcons. Um, but yeah, LaRue Martin, four years, quick career, and then out, so he's my winner. Get your broom out. Get your broom out. LaRue! Next up, LaRue Martin is going to take on Courtney Brown. Courtney Brown was drafted by the Browns, first of all, in the 2000 draft. I think he went to, did he go to Penn State? He did. Penn State, yep. Um, he had a, actually a pretty productive rookie season, 69 tackles, four and a half sacks. But then he's one of those guys that injury got, got to him. Um, his second season cut short. He did have four and a half sacks in five games, but then just could never get healthy again. He struggled to stay on the field. From 02 to 04, he only played 26 games, recorded six sacks. He did go play for the Broncos for one year, but he only played six seasons total. Um, as of right now, guys, the 2000 NFL draft has only produced one Hall of Famer, and that's Brian Urlacher from the Chicago Bears. Okay, But did you know there's actually still somebody playing from the 2000 NFL draft? And I think, mm. this is just a guess, I'm going to say he's going to be a Hall of Famer. That's all I think so? Yeah. He wasn't drafted until the sixth round, but his name is Tim Brody. Uh, no, no, no. Get your Tim. glasses on. <laughs> Sorry. John, John, John Brundy? Well, I nope. can't. What does this say? Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Tom okay, Tom Brady. Brady. He'll probably end up there. I think so. Some big-time running backs, Jamal Lewis, Thomas Jones, Sean Alexander. It wouldn't shock me to see any of those three actually end up Hall of Famers. I, I think they got a chance. They got a chance. I'd have to go back, and I did not go look up their um, stats. But, you know, he was a defensive end. Sean Ellis and John Abraham were both uh, Pro Bowl defensive ends drafted that year by the Jets, who was there better than Courtney Brown. Probably a lot of people know who Sebastian Janikowski is. He was in that draft. Oh, Seb. You're not going to take a kicker, number one. I get that. But, I mean, you're talking about he's still better than Courtney Brown and drafted after him. So, that being said, um, just the injury factor and the fact that we left some guys off this list because the injury factor is what what did him in, I'm gonna vote for. Oh, I'm not. I'm not first. Never mind. Is it John that goes first? Yep. It's mine. I know where Dion was gonna go, and I think it's the same direction I was gonna go okay. with. Um, <laughs> because I think Courtney Brown had a better career overall. So Larue Martin. Larue. Guys, you probably gonna be surprised by this, but I was about to vote for Larue Martin. <laughs> wow. wow. Out oh of my. turn. Out of it's turn. A shocking turn of events. <laughs> out of turn. There. Sorry about that. All right. Next up. LaRue was going to take on Jamarcus, LaRue, Jamarcus Russell. The 2000 NFL draft, uh, Russell, Jamarcus Russell actually right away after getting drafted held out. And who knows, this might have been what did him in. He wasn't even signed until week two of his rookie season, so didn't have any training camp. But he did end up playing. Lane Kiffin was the coach at the time of the Raiders. He kind of held him back, cited He's a few. Held a lot of people back in his career yeah. as a coach. But I mean, cited a few quarterbacks that had been brought along too quickly, and so he only played in a few games. But he had 36 passes on 66 attempts, 370 yards, two touchdowns, a few interceptions, limited playing time. He showed some signs the next year. He passed for 2,500 yards, 13 touchdowns, and only eight interceptions his second year. Um, and keep in mind, this is a time when the Raiders sucked. I think they fired. Lane Kiffin and hire was it Tom Cable maybe was like the Could be. coach they brought in, but I mean he was a starting quarterback for a whole year and did actually okay. In '09 though, uh, he got benched for Bruce Gradkowski and Charlie Fry, who pro- everyone's probably heard of those guys, right? Crickets. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Charlie Fry, I remember him yeah, a little I bit. I remember Bruce Gradkowski, actually. But anyway, at the end of the 2009 year or season, of all the quarterbacks that were eligible, Jamarcus Russell had the lowest quarterback rating. And so the Raiders brought him back to training camp, said, yep, you can compete, but he was overweight. And even though, by all accounts, he played well, they still cut him. And there's some controversy with him, you know. The, and then he never did catch on. He had a few tryouts. Actually, he tried out with the Bears, and the Bears had all good things to say about him, but said, you know what, that he'd be our fourth quarterback. Wow, so that's saying something. We, yeah, we didn't want to sign him. <laughs> and then and then I think later that year, actually signed a fourth quarterback. And you know, the, the Bears quarterback situation now, Jamarcus Russell's only 35. What's he doing? Maybe they can, maybe they can call him up and see him. Um, anyway, here's... Here's the thing that I think also hurts Jamarcus Russell in addition to being bad at football. Drafted after him, Calvin Johnson, Joe Thomas, Adrian Peterson, Marshawn Lynch, Darrell Rivas. Guys, those are pretty good players. Yeah, heard of them. You know that Brandon Merriweather was a good safety for the uh, the Bears, Redskins, Giants, Joe Staley, Greg Olson, Marshall Yonda. Yeah. Nick Folk, a kicker. Animosa's finest. Yeah, uh, Nick Folk's a kicker, still kicking. And I know you're not going to kick a, or pick a kicker number one. I was going to say kick a picker. You won't kick do that. Kick a picker. You won't kick a picker, but you also won't pick a kicker number one. But once again, over that. So, Irvy lead us off. La Rue, Ja Marcus. So, coming out of LSU, wasn't isn't that where Jamarcus was? was yep, yep, yep. He was talented, but like. I think there's a lot of red flags there. He didn't have the intangibles, as they say, you know, when the, you're these guys on TV. Well, he doesn't have the intangibles, you know. I think that was one of the things they were, you know, in doing some research on him. Um, yeah, he was overweight, seemed uninterested. Um, they're pretty sure he was, uh, what was he sipping on? He was sipping on something. Codeine, some cough syrup, and some booze mixed together. Oh, I thought it was gin and juice. Yeah, <laughs> sipping on gin and juice, yeah. And I just think overall, like, the purple expect- drank. What's it called? Purple, purple drank. drank. Yeah. yeah. The the expectations I think were really high. Um, I've been voting Larue this whole time, but I'm gonna switch it up. Ooh. Switch it up. And I am actually going to vote for Jamarcus Russell that he was a bigger sure. bust. Once again, a lot of us didn't know anything about Larue until right now when we started talking about him. Um, Jamarcus Russell, probably the biggest NFL bust. But I, you know, everything I read about him going to this researching for this, he had a few tryouts and everything went well. And I think people were just scared of him because of his reputation. And but doesn't like, that factor in though? That factors in, and you gotta have that reputation. But Larue straight up sucked at basketball. I guess Jamarcus straight up sucked at football, especially for a number one pick. And so, but just mm-hmm. out of. Creating a tie. Here we in, go. In I don't like it when John. you do this because I'm, I'm, always... I'm going to vote for Larue. Bless him. I know your You're real wrong. opinion. Yeah, I, know your real opinion. <laughs> I saw Jamarcus Russell play in person. Yeah. When he played for LSU. Yeah. Capital One Bowl came in off the bench actually. Okay. Because Marcus Randall got hurt and then Jamarcus Russell came in and led them back against the Hawkeyes just to be denied at the end by Tate to Holloway. Um. But I have, yeah, like you said, Jamarcus Russell never really caught on, even though he seemed to have, like, the big arm. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it just. I'm not a quarterback whisperer, so I don't really know what's going on there. Um, Once again, only 35. He might not be done. If this Tom Brady fella can still be playing. I'll give him less of a chance than Anthony <laughs> Bennett. And I gave Anthony Bennett a 0.0%. 0. 0. Yeah. Per- he has a less than 0% chance of coming back. Um, I think I'm going to have to agree with Irv here and go with Jamarcus, Jamarcus Russell. He will take the victory. Um, just so much upside that was never realized. Mm-hmm. Good points, Irv. Thank you. All right. So I think we've kind of done most of the talking we're going to do about these guys' we'll careers. Quick round Time to bust through. Time to do the lightning round. And so we got now LaRue Martin versus... No, I'm sorry. Michael we're, Ol- done we're done with LaRue. LaRue. We're done with LaRue. We're going to take Michael Everyone Olawakandi. knows more about LaRue Martin than they had ever hoped to know. <laughs> Michael Olawakandi versus Kwame Brown. We figured out very similar careers. Yeah. Everyone overall picks. Big men. Injuries. Didn't ever quite catch on. But I think Olawakandi... And just the fact that there were better players drafted after him, I'm going to vote Ola Candy over Kwame. Um, I think 
This is a really difficult one because, like yeah. I've said earlier, they're very, very similar kind to me. Kind of almost the same dude. Um, you know, we should we should have looked up. I bet these two played against each other at some point. We should oh have looked yeah, up for head to, sure. Head to head, how they did, but didn't seven do that. foot. What was Kwame? Six eleven, kind yeah. of both centers. I'm gonna say that overall, I feel like. Ola Wakandi had more seasons that were serviceable. Okay. I think his first five to five and a half seasons just makes him, I think those five to five and a half seasons are better than any five season span for Kwame Brown. So I'm going Kwame Brown is the biggest, bigger bust. A tie to you. I'm going to say this. I'm going to quote Tony Soprano. I feel like both these guys kind of came in at the end. The good times were over for the centers. Sure. Okay. A lot of times after that, you didn't see a center drafted real high. No. I'd say it never happened, but by and large, the center position began to really change after that. Um, but I am going to go with Kwame Brown on this one. Kwame Brown will take the victory. All right, John, you're going to lead us off. This will be Michael Olwakandi versus Anthony Bennett. Anthony Bennett. Candy 0.0. Candyman. Voting Candyman. All right. Ooh. Create a tie for you. Create a tie. Yeah, take that. <laughs> well, I will go with Anthony Bennett. Next up, Irv, you lead us off. This is going to be Ola Candy versus Andre Bruce, a basketball-football matchup. Hmm. Um, I'm going to go Candyman. I will, too, go Candyman here. Yeah, I think of these as like kind of the same type of career, just a different sport. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go Andre Bruce just for the sake of putting a point out there. Nice. It wasn't a good... Point. Yeah, the point is good points, not just points. It's just a point. <laughs> that right. was a very that was an average. That point. was a point. <laughs> Next up, we're going to have Michael Olowokandi take on Courtney Brown. This is a good one. Both had some injuries. Both showed some flash. Um, both fizzled out. This one's hard, I think, for comparing. It's different hard sports. once again different sports. Hard to compare. Um, but I do think. You know, Courtney Brown was drafted by the Browns. You don't expect him to be good because he's drafted by the Browns. But Michael Candy was drafted by the Clippers. You don't expect him to be good there either. <laughs> so, shoot. How, what do you so, want? how are we differentiating yeah, these guys what, what other you do than one's here? a defensive tackle and one's a center? Right. I suppose here's, here's what I'm going to go. I'm going to go back into my notes and look at this. Brian Urlacher and then probably Tom Brady. Only Hall of Famers drafted after him, whereas Michael Olukandi had Vince Carter, Paul Pierce, Dirk Nowitzki, Anton Jameson, Richard yeah. Lewis. Like the team that drafted him, I think missed out on more than the team that drafted Courtney Brown. And I'm going to vote Michael Olukandi. I'm going to agree with you. Yeah, Olukandi on that one. Sweep it. All right, John, you're up first. Olukandi versus Jamarcus Russell. Uh, Jamarcus Russell. Jamarcus. Make it a sweep. Irv, you're going to lead us off. This is going to be Kwame Brown versus Anthony Bennett. Because I think I know where John's going to go on this. I'm going to go with Kwame yeah. Brown. Kwame mm-hmm. Brown, sure. Um, I got. I just. I'm stuck on that Anthony Bennett only playing four seasons, and I know Kwame Brown didn't play a long time, but he did have some injuries, and he did show a little more flash and promise. So I got to go on Anthony Bennett. Yeah, and you're right, Irv. I'm going with Anthony Bennett. Totally understandable. Right. I think I lead us off now. Yep. And this is going to be Kwame Brown versus Andre Bruce. Ooh. That's a tough one because both these guys, you can argue, were effective professional players. If if either one of these guys is drafted first in the second round, they can put that jersey over the fireplace and tell their grandkids, hey, guess what I did? And they're like, oh, cool. And they, they brag to their friends right. that you know dad or grandpa played in the league and look what he did. But they're both labeled a bust because they were number one. And so, like, how do you... And once again, basketball versus football, what do you do here? I'm kind of going to lean towards Kwame Brown just because I think Andre Bruce had a little longer NFL career. and I'm, So I'm going to go Kwame Brown. And I am going... Let's see here. Doing a little mental math. I'm going to go with Andre Bruce. Okay. My reasoning, Kwame played about, what, 10 years, 10 seasons, give or take, maybe 11? Yeah. Sounds right. Is that right? 11 or 12. You know, played 600 games, started just a little fewer than half of those. Yep. Andre Bruce, 
played about the same amount of seasons. Um, wasn't even a starter for all but two of those. He was only a starter his first two seasons, which were obviously his two best. Some years, it looks like he was only on special teams. Sure. So it wasn't even getting on the field. Kwame Brown, at least, could get on the court and be a bench guy, even if it was just for 10 to 15 minutes a game. Andre Bruce wasn't even, and I know the length of games is different in different sports, but right. I think Andre Bruce had less of an impact on his teams for a longer stretch of his career than Kwame Brown, so Andre Bruce is my guy. Got it. I was very indifferent about these two going into this, but I think John made some really good points. Um, so I'm going to go with Andre Bruce on this one. Andre Ooh. Bruce takes the victory. Who leads us off here in this one? I forget. It's going to be Kwame Brown versus Courtney Brown. So it'll be, it'll be John, because I just ended that All one. Right, so yep, so started that. Battle of the Browns. Battle of the Browns, Kwame versus Courtney. Um, I think this one, I mean, Courtney Brown started a lot. Didn't play very much, very long. Um, I'm going to go Courtney Brown. All right. I'm going to go Kwame Brown. I'll go Courtney Brown to break that tie. All right, Irvy, lead us off. This is going to be Kwame Brown versus Jamarcus Russell. Easy, Jamarcus. I agree. Agreed. All right. I think I lead us off now? Yep. And this is going to be Anthony Bennett versus Andre Bruce. Uh, this is our last round of cross-sport matchups. And I I got to go Anthony Bennett. Just, you know, four teams in four years. And once I know that there wasn't a lot of other options here. But, and that that's the only reason I might go Andre Bruce is because you did have Tim Brown, Michael Irvin, Thurman Thomas, Randall McDaniel. Sterling Sharp, like you had a lot of guys that you could have taken over him, but at the same time, I feel like basketball gets it right more than football, and they missed on Anthony Bennett, so I vote Anthony Bennett. Uh, I'd agree, Anthony right. Bennett. Sure, why not? All right, John, you lead us off. This is Anthony Bennett versus Courtney Brown. Anthony Bennett. Oh uh, yeah, I go Anthony Bennett on that one. I can I can get on board with that, make it a sweep. Or if you lead us off, this is Anthony Bennett versus Jamarcus Russell. Uh, I still gotta go, Jamarcus. Yeah, I think Jamarcus might just be the a, upswing. John said that earlier, and just there's just so much like yeah. missed opportunity there. Because like, I feel like with Jamarcus, everyone felt like he could be good. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Like yeah. you said before, with Anthony Bennett, a lot of people went, "Who got drafted number one?" Yeah, right. exactly. And a lot of people even going to the draft is like, "Who's going to go number one?" And how how big a bust are they going to be later? You know right. what I mean? So yeah, there we go. All right. Who's up here? This is going to be our football matchups. Andre Bruce versus Courtney Brown. Uh, I think we've just kind of went a little out of order there, but that's all right. So who should start? I thought I started there, didn't I? All right, I'll okay. start us off then. I, I'm willing to do that. And in the Andre Bruce versus Courtney Brown matchup, two defensive players. Um, I think Andre Bruce, because of the length of his career and the fact that he was at least useful, whereas Courtney Brown fizzled out and was not, I'm going to vote Courtney Brown as a bigger bust here. I think Andre Bruce is the bigger bust. Oh, interesting. Yeah. A tie to you. The thing that caught me off guard with Andre Bruce was he was so talented in college. And how did it not translate sure. to the pro game? Like, he just completely missed the mark. Or like, how did it translate for two seasons and then it just... Stopped. Yeah, that was what I was so confused by, but the length of seat, the length of career thing is one I've been leaning on a little bit too. Mm. So I it is tough for me. So I'm gonna flip the coin. Brown, Courtney Brown. All right. Next up is Andre Bruce versus Jamarcus Russell. Me, Jamarcus Russell. Jamarcus and Jamarcus, and our last matchup is. Courtney Brown, Jamarcus Russell. Jamarcus. Yep, we're going Jamarcus Russell on this one, right? Let's compile these results real quick. You know, I was trying to look at, like, we were talking about, like, busts. Who was, like, a great player that was a bust as a coach? Great player. And I've, got a, I've got a list of a few. Would you hand, yeah, tell me a few and I'll tell you which... So they listed on this list, it's a list from NBC Sports, uh, Wayne Gretzky, who I didn't realize ever was a coach. I didn't either. I didn't either. Isaiah Thomas. Yep. Yeah. Pete Rose. Okay. He was over 500 in his six seasons as a manager of the Reds, but obviously he had a uh, issue. Uh, yeah. Magic Johnson. Wasn't a coach for long. Didn't he just do it at the, like, the beginning of the season and then just quit? Yeah. 
but he was five and eleven when he stopped doing that. Then he gets into like Bob Cousy, who I don't one forty one and two oh nine is the coach of the Cincinnati Royals. Bart Starr had a bad coaching record. Um, Ted Williams, who I didn't know was really a, a head coach. Kevin McHale, who was with the Timberwolves not too long ago, right? And Rockets, too, right? And the Rockets, okay. Two still, uh, yeah. I did, was it? Uh, or am I, mis- I think you might be right. It doesn't say it here, but I think you're right. So, yeah, those are some of them. that, And, and um, another player coach who just passed away yesterday, the great Elgin Baylor. Yep, okay. Is on the list as well because obviously one of the best players in NBA history, but not much luck as a coach. Man, I don't know. That's hard. I've never really given that much thought. Maybe this is another matrix for another day. Could be. Yeah, because I don't, I don't want to just shout one out, honestly, on this one. It'd be hard for me not to put my money on Isaiah. Yeah, just because yeah, I, I don't like Isaiah like Thomas. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, hey, that's a good point, though. Yeah. Maybe that's a matrix. Who do we hate the most? Isaiah Thomas, Bill Lambeer, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I mean, Jabbar. 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 There's my list. All right, you guys ready for the yeah, results? Yeah, yeah, In seventh place was Andre Bruce. Okay. Sixth place, Kwame Brown. Fifth place, Courtney Brown. Fourth place, Michael Oluwakandi. Third place, uh, LaRue Martin, who a lot of you are hearing about for the first time. Wow, I would have figured he would have finished second. Second place was Anthony Bennett. Oh, okay. And our winner, not a surprise, Jamarcus Russell, who is pretty standard draft bust material, especially as a number one overall pick. Yeah. Um, We went a little long on this one, so no start one, sit one, cut one, but... Thank you for joining us. Hope you've enjoyed Season 3 and what we've had to offer so far. So until next time, adios. See y'all later.